on Aika Toselv Podisi, El Kasanik Sampi. Ja mina kol. Jossa main itili summonalenen yelgenda metsenars. It katalusa on metsan lato tiesem. Sta akharil netolomeninen. And pointen kan say three sihe. Europasa. Allo taike sisa. Made that miten vod. That's good. What a beautiful language. I see cringe. <laughs> In Metsunora's face, I hear tears. Oh, shit. Oh, He's no. left the Discord call. What oh god, it's over already. It's the record. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't even understand half of that. But what do you mean? Good job. I understood some <laughs> words in between. So okay, that's pretty good already. Is um, it's been in one of those countries where they appreciate people as long as they try to speak the language. Like we we we, we associate like Germany. If you try in Germany, they'll love hmm. you. But if you try in France and you're wrong. They'll hate you. Yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty much the same. Honestly, like, if there's like Finnish tourists going to like the Mediterranean countries, there's always the guys in front of the bars and stuff speaking Finnish, and the Finnish guys are like, "Whoa!" <laughs> Everyone's okay, so okay. excited about that. So, right, quick. What what should that sound like? The the Finnish side of that translation. What should it sound like? All right, wait. I have closed it, so I will see. How dare you! My doc that we worked so long on. Voi vau on aika toiselle pottyselle kanssani Stampi ja minä Cole, jossa meihin liittyy suomalainen legenda Metsänaurissa. Aikataulussa on Metsän lähtö TSM, TSMstä, allekirjoittaminen Endpointin kanssa ja kolmas jää Euroopassa. Aloitaksesi meidät, miten voit? I, for listeners, Metsä didn't say that, I said it again. And that's <laughs> that's that's me trying. So I hope people realize that I obviously put on a bit whenever we do these intros, and I deliberately do it badly. I'd say, in all seriousness, that the um, the way Metsonorus you read it, there was more sort of there was more flow to it. There was more meter. Stumpies, you sounded quite disjointed. And I say that with Mets, it was like Foyval or like to sort of DC. It was that sort of doodle doodle doodle. I love. I've been watching a show called Norseman, and. The accent, they all speak in English, and the accent is honestly one of the best things in the world. Because it's like, it's so bouncy, and everyone's yeah, having exactly. a good time when they're talking. And <laughs> I love the fact in this, Europe gets uh, translated into Europassa. It's just like, like <laughs> it's, it's so much more fun than just Europe. Europassa. Um, so obviously, we are joined by big man Metsonorus. He's uh, the talk of the town at the moment, after going from TSM, ending up on my... My prediction gold team were at the start of season nine. I said, hey, season nine is not their season, but season 10 will be. And I'm even more confident now that you're on that side. How has it been moving from TSM to Endpoint? It's been a little bit tumultuous recently. I'm just going to start with that I haven't signed with Endpoint, so I'm not officially part of okay. them. But, but I'm just... Uh, if we play the tournament, did pretty well. It's looking pretty good, but like nothing okay, so fair official enough. yet. So cool. I'm going to start with that. It's definitely been very fun uh, playing with them. I played for like a couple of weeks now with them. Honestly, great couple of guys. They're really fun to be around, like, you know, outside of the game. The streams are very fun. I've, I've been enjoying my time so much, and it's been a very exciting time for me, honestly. And you're going into the Fusion tournament with them as well. So there's going to be at least one more event with the three of you kicking ass and taking names. Yeah, that Good. is true. That makes me very happy to hear because honestly, watching you guys in the uh, the EU Spring Series, it was a 
it was a breath of fresh air. And I, I wonder if um, for you as a player, when you go to <clears throat> a team that's been struggling for a while, such as TSM, and then obviously you haven't signed for Endpoint yet, but you're you're playing with them. How much more freedom does that give you on the pitch, really? Just that, that sort of, it must feel like a, a breath of fresh air, right? Yeah, well, it's definitely been like a completely new playstyle, and I like it makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah, you can say it. that playing with Virtual. Yes. <laughs> but like, it's like a breath of uh, fresh air for sure, but like, it's just also in the gameplay, I feel like I can do way more in this mm, team and mm. I can feel way more comfortable with uh, like everything that's working inside the team, like behind mm. the scenes and everything feels com- more comfortable for me as as obviously the playstyle as well gives me like a lot of space on the field, which I really mm. like because, you know, if it's one guy's demo, there's a one third of more space in the field. So, yeah, I feel like the, the best thing and I tweeted it out was and you replied to it when I said your interview that you had. Um, uh, I, I, guess, I guess it was on the um, spring series. There's only tournaments at the moment, which is nice to say. Um, mm. That you went on there and you just looked so fucking happy. Like you were like, you were just beaming after like one of the results and you're just like, yeah, this is just good. Like you're obviously having so much fun and it's been, it's been very nice to, obviously it was a, it was an unfortunate end to the um, RLCS. Uh, Obviously um, it didn't go as planned and it, it seemed like it was at least sort of, it was revitalizing obviously to be sort of brought back up to, a really good positive level have you felt that like you've just been a little bit happier at the moment like in your life like going through obviously with endpoint having a, an amazing result of coming third in europe i mean obviously it's been very tres- stressful for me considering like i really get it my whole career is on the line and mm-hmm. like i had like a couple chances with endpoint in scrims to like uh, prove myself because that was the only lcs team i got to scrim with that was the only chance I got, so mm. uh, mm-hmm. it's it was very stressful for me. But like, I've been enjoying this uh, like three, four weeks, however much I've been looking for a team. I've mm. been enjoying it so much in terms of like, I actually love playing the game. I love screaming. I love just grinding, honestly. And I've I've gotten to play with a lot of different people, and everyone's if it's tryouts and everything, there's no problems in teams. It just feels really good to play in team environments where I enjoy mm. being in and just like grinding because of the love of the love for the game, you know. Does that ever? I mean, we're we're at risk of sort of going interview mode, but there's a lot about Metsonoros that I want yeah. to know and understand. So I'm not too worried about just you know chucking a few questions at you at the start. Um, does that did that ever start to go away when there are? At least three seasons where, in the nicest way, you were, you were starting to sort of drop down the pecking order a little bit after the, the method, then early complexity heyday. Did you ever just think, I am sick of this game? It doesn't give me the same joy compared to how, I mean, the, the most famous Metsonorus moment, season five, the Metsonorus chant. Did Which you ever we're going to get to. Exactly, I hope so. That's, that's why I sort of sneakily put that in there. <laughs> but yeah, was there ever a, a slip, at least in your own <clears throat> internal view, of how fun Rocket League was as a game? I always still love the game. That that's one thing that has that has never changed. I love mm-hmm. playing the game. I love grinding and practicing and improving. But that's like the one thing that I struggle with. If I'm in a team that I don't enjoy being in, or people don't have a good attitude, or mm-hmm. I can't really put everything into improving, and 
the attitudes don't match. That's uh, when I feel worse, I, mm. I'd say. But I, I I never had doubts on if I want to continue playing or if I if I have what it takes to be at the top, honestly. Because I knew, like, even this season when we relegated, I had one of my worst seasons ever. Mm. Mm-hmm. After, instantly after the season ended, I knew I could be in RCS if I just gave one chance from any team, honestly. So it wasn't like... I doubted myself at any point, but more like uh, I wasn't really happy in mm. the situations I was in before. I mean, we we sort of we touched on um, <clears throat> virtuoso earlier, right? And I think everybody right now is loving watching how <laughs> how horrible he must be <laughs> to play against. Because I saw um, somebody uh, a guy on Twitter called Chewy made a, a compilation of every single one of Vert's demos during the Spring Series. I haven't seen that. Right. I think that. he got 83. Right? Yeah, I am. <laughs> it's amazing. It's about, it's about, I don't know, six minutes long or something. There's about 83 <laughs> demos. He averaged just under five demos per game. The first like two minutes of the montage is him just hitting Devo. Like, <laughs> he got like Ronicky and Flakes like two or three times each. Devo's is his target, right? Um... And I think the second most, uh, the second pl- the second player who got the most demos, I think they got like fifty or sixty. Mm. Like he was still uh, like thirty more demos than second place. It obviously we spoke uh, you spoke about it a bit on the um, spring series broadcast, but you said that it makes the game feel more free and that you know what you know that you are able to go in and attack because there's now two players instead of three there. Is it like did you have to retrain yourself? of what plays that you could go for and what you could reliably hit each time when there are two players as opposed to three? I mean, honestly not, because that's what I do every day. I just play rank 2v2 or whatever mm. on stream. That's basically it. Like, if you have one guy that's a demo, or Virtuoso goes for a demo, he takes one guy out of the game. He takes himself most more of, most often out of the game as well when he's going for the demo, so then mm. it's a 2v2. And if we have the ball... We can do so much with the free space. We can do so much to outplay them. It's like uh, pretty much a 2v2 situation for like five seconds or so. Mm. So I wouldn't say it's that different. I feel way more natural playing in a role where I'm more defensive now, mm. which I have done before as well. But like in this style, we we played it for a couple of weeks now. I feel very comfortable because... It's been like me and Wade playing pretty defensive, which we are naturally. Like, mm. if the ball, if we can choose to, to uh, take the more defensive or f- offensive option, it's our natural instinct to go for the defensive one. So it's working uh, very well for me, at least at the moment. I think that's what excites me so much about Endpoint. Um, the fact that so often you see a a player go to a new team and they have that honeymoon phase and they're winning everything and just part of you knows that it's eventually they're going to it's going to catch up with them and they'll start to to slow down but what excites me so much about the trio that you guys have at the moment is that a lot of the goals that you were scoring were from virtu- obviously from virtuoso being just insane and this one in a million player that does what virtuoso does or being absolutely ones- horrible just being exactly a real being <laughs> asshole fiend <laughs> fucking being a vicious bitch a lot of the ones that you were conceding were where he'd, he'd just do it that one time too many. So even though you were doing as well as you were doing, from your guys' perspective, the balance can still be improved. So you're not looking at the scene thinking, this is a honeymoon period and this is the best they're going to be. By sort of design, 
it can still be honed in, which which makes me very excited. And I know, Stumpy, that you've sort of backed Endpoint. You mentioned it from the start. How are you feeling, right? I'm going to throw this to you. How are you feeling watching this guy joining <laughs> Endpoint and making them what you expected them to be from the start? So for a bit of context, Mets, at the, at the start of season nine, I, and Endpoint came up. Um, I think I watched the, the... Really, the first time I really saw Endpoint play was the promo relegation tournament. And obviously, they managed mm-hmm. to get up through that. And they, I think I tweeted out, and I've got the tweet saved, <laughs> saying <laughs> that. It's your wallpaper, isn't it? Like, literally your wallpaper of your house. You've put it up there so everybody can see when they walk in. I was right once, and my name I'm, is I'm Stumpy I'm moving Goblin. soon. I've had it blown up into a vector, so I can have it as big as my house. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I basically said, it, they were playing a lot like Peeps, I guess, like, with the Vert thing, which I didn't necessarily narrow down to him at the time. They're playing a lot like Peeps, where it was very dim, very aggressive individually, not as strong as big teams, but they were taking players out and playing their own game that other teams couldn't match. And I said, season nine would not be the season for them. They'd do fine, survive promo relegation if they got there, and then they'd do well in season 10 when they can figure out the real play style. And as soon as I saw that you were playing with them in the spring series, I just, it was just like, it was a jackpot. I was just like, tick, tick, tick. I'm so happy. It's, I'm... I'm I'm very pleased. I think everybody in our Discord was also very pleased to see that obviously you are going to uh, remain competitive um, and that you are feeling confident. Like just saying that you're happy playing Rocket League still after like a really rough period and joining a team that I've backed for a while because good mate of ours, Eclipse. I was going to say that, yeah. Who Eclipse is just mental as it is. He's fantastic. <laughs> um, he's a subpar friend. Um, he must bring like so much energy to the team as well because he's just he's hectic to be around <laughs> i mean it's like all three of them are very nice persons to be around just like there's no negativity i feel like everyone's feeling really positive positive about everything mm. and because usually it's two guys and then if if they're even positive and then if something goes wrong one could go like um uh, more quiet than like so, or mm, someone could let out a massive more... sigh for example yeah. <sighs> 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 you can't help but sigh as soon as you said that i could see us all sort of sit up in our chair and just get ready to put out the sigh <laughs> yeah yeah so that can happen but if it's like three guys so eclipse is pretty much always like involved in comms he's always involved with everything we do is already like one further step for if someone uh, it's like down or whatever he can come in and tell them mm. to come on like what are you doing but like i love that it's something every team should have because it's like one extra layer of mm. like protection in that sense i remember after the promo relegation tournament that the original endpoint trio did survive i think it was virtuoso was singing eclipse's praises basically saying that mm, well, anyway, yeah. one of them basically saying that um uh, Eclipse sort of brought him back to the player that he wanted to be and he got promoted to the RLCS as which he had started to lo- to lose because I guess when you're in the RLCS and everyone else is playing the game a different way even if it's subconscious you start to play the game their way because these are the guys at the top and surely they're they're doing something right so it's, it's nice to hear you sort of um, singing Eclipse's praises too as a relative newcomer to this roster but I will say Mets that as Stumpy mentioned uh, Eclipse is a friend of subpar and I know for a fact that he's desperate to get on this podcast. 
So if he ever gets too big for his boots and he's being a knob, right, then ask him how many times he's been on the subpar pod- <laughs> podcast match and how many times you have, all right? You can, you can always have that one over him. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I feel That's like right. also, like, the, to take on that uh, losing confidence on his playstyle and stuff, mm-hmm. I feel like Endpoint gets a lot of shit from all of the pros and, like, all of the teams in RCS, so I can imagine oh. how hard it's been for them, oh, like last season. How, how so? They... Yeah, dig deeper. <laughs> I've, I've, <laughs> I mean, you know, obviously, don't have to like reveal much, but I've not seen any of that I mean, at least like on the public facing side. Yeah, of course you don't see it in the public, but like people just hate getting demo. They get tilted, and people are like so stubborn and are like, "Oh, I can demo. <laughs> Try and do that in a real RCS match. Oh, 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 I'm mad." Like, oh, I love that. Like they get so much uh, shit from working. streams, and then 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 on uh, like people stream, and they're like, "Oh, these guys don't know what they're doing. Like, oh, they're actually dumb and don't do anything normal." I love it, mate. The thing is, you said it, you said it yourself. It's balanced, right? They're getting annoyed, and then they make it like ex- they give it an excuse instead of blaming themselves for mm. losing to it, whatever. Mm. They try and make it the others' fault, you know. Now that's that's oh, what all the public pros so do much. for everything. Like, Honestly, so like the excuses. fact that you've got like people who like Eco. If you watch that video, you will see mm. that the amount of times that a player does something really predictable. Like, um, I think a lot of it was Devo, where he would um go into the net and he just do the exact same rotation every time. And Vert's like, well, I know where you're going to be there. And like, <laughs> or he's just chasing someone. And he's just like, well, I'm just, I'm going via boost and I will kill you. Like, uh, it's going to happen. I love that it's working and it's tilting out of matches as well. I'll have to ask you to send me that link earlier because I actually Googled um, Chewy Virtuoso and I got the results. Ten oh, delicious desserts, especially for travelers. <laughs> so uh, that's not quite the, the search Lovely. string that I need, even though the guy who made it is Chewy. You're going to link me that video. I, I will, I'll send you this. <laughs> Coffee and beignets? What's a, what's a beignet? B-E-I-G-N-E-T. Oh, it's a, uh, a beignet. It's a... Oh, you look shy. It's, um, it's a French dessert. It's um, like a sort of a sweet cake kind of thing. Ah. So if I said beignet in France, as we were saying earlier, they'd look down upon me. Go, but I'd come in and beignet. say... Um, Sorry, a beignet. And they'll be like, oh, wee oui, wee, oui, beignet. <laughs> then just pelt me with beignets. Yeah. But, I was going to say, the reason um, it, I, I laugh so much at the pros who get tilted by demos is that we were chatting earlier about why it's balanced. Because if he misses that demo, you guys are screwed. And that is how you were conceding goals. You know, he misses one and suddenly it's 2v1, maybe even 3v1 with the poor sod who's still back. So it's like, it's a perfectly balanced thing, as is everything in Rocket League. And I, I love that. I just love playstyles. You know, I love the fact that you can look at a team and they play differently to every other team. And anyone mm. that sort of champions that and progresses that, I'm going to be a fan of as far as the Rocket League sort of on the pitch goes. So keep it up. Don't change, you know. That's, mm. that's what I love with Endpoint as well. Like, that they're not so stubborn. Like, you see it with all the pros that come up, like in these later seasons they played a lot of rank they're like ball chasers they get mm-hmm. ball, called a ball chaser then they make it to pro and they're like complaining about everyone rank oh these guys are so such ball chasers <laughs> when they've literally done the same thing they've come up but they're just so stubborn they're mm-hmm. not wanting to adapt and I feel like with this team they don't just whine at opponents doing dumb mm. stuff and just try to actually prevent it from happening are RCS games chatty, like in text chat between teams? 
No, RLCS games, no, but scrims can be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is there is there some are there, is there flaming going on in scrims? Uh, well, yes. <laughs> if people get annoyed, it starts usually with quick chat, and then someone's like, uh, 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 "Why did you quick chat? Uh, you started. Uh, no, you started." Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> oh goodness me! Oh, I love that. I love that so much. I love it. I don't. I don't. Yes, you do. You love the drama. <laughs> no, I don't. I actually want to stay out of it. Every time someone types or quick chats, I just ignore it. Then do you let out the big sigh? You just go. <sighs> <laughs> no, I don't do that. That's not me. <laughs> um, so obviously we were talking about the RLSS, and uh, I briefly mentioned that you did end up placing third in. Europe. Um, I want to have a quick go at you because you did say you put out a tweet that I saw. I was like, oh, come on. Because you said, and I want to give you a chance to explain yourself. Disappointed in my performance today. We finished third. GG's and thanks for the opportunity. Um, I saw that and thought, and I replied as much saying that, imagine saying that two months ago. Ah, we came third. Disappointed with how I did. It's like, look back at where you've come from. Why were you disappointed in your performance? All right, I read the tweet again. I said, <laughs> I'm disappointed how I played today, which it was the day we lost both our games. Before that, yes, the, the day before that, I tweeted, we restored Happy Smiley. So I wasn't disappointed, but I was disappointed for how I played on that day. That's not, does that so make more I, sense? I, sh- I should have seen the tweet beforehand because I have not seen that original tweet. <laughs> so I, I think I'm in the wrong. I'm in the wrong. Holy shit. Wait, what did happened. you say? Yeah, I'm wrong. Mets, this has never happened before. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think I'm wrong. Jesus Christ, you have a you have an effect on people, Mets and Norris. I'm in Cole, you need to challenge me harder to make me feel like I'm wrong more often. <laughs> I need to be as likable as Mets and Norris, and I just yes. can't do that. that is, do you know what I mean? That's mm. not something anyone could big just issue. do. Yeah, big I could issue. see how it's like, you could see, oh, I got third. Uh, I'm disappointed, but it was I was disappointed for how I played on that day because I really didn't play well against Pilotivata and Dignitas. And we could have definitely won, especially against Dingdas if I played mm. better. But mm. it happens. Um, so obviously uh, you got into the um, RLSS through the open qualifiers by going completely unbeaten. Um, and then your first series, you swept FC Barcelona, who obviously ended up getting swept in the lower bracket as well. What was the momentum like going through after that game? Did you expect for the win to be as big as it was? Honestly... I was expecting it to be a win for us. I I imagine it would have been pretty like convincing, but like even if it's a, if you you can feel like if it's been a convincing win, even if you win three two, like if you control the pace. I knew mm-hmm. it, we're probably gonna control the game and we're probably gonna get the win. I didn't know it's gonna be three zero, and there were some fortunate things for us for us to happen. That made it a 3 0. We mm-hmm. scored like a zero second equalizer and stuff. So it couldn't have been so close, but like, or it couldn't have been so dominant. But yeah, I felt like we were going to win that for sure. Is that just because you feel that your play style with Endpoint contradicts Barcelona's? Yeah, I don't, I've never feared Barcelona, I feel like, for some reason. We even beat them last season at the end of the season when we had the horrendous season. Mm-hmm. Everyone's. Like, like we were already out and like the mentality wasn't too great. So we still beat them in the end of the season. So yeah, I don't know. For some reason, I don't really fear them whatsoever. 
So obviously it was a strong first day, which you did say on Twitter, which I missed. Um, and <laughs> obviously in amongst that first day, you 3 wand Canyons, who had just come off a win against Dignitas. That, just going through into day two and carrying it over, um, the atmosphere within the team, you must have just been elated. Like You literally couldn't wish for anything better than you just had. I mean, I could have wished for playing uh, playing Dignitas instead and won them, but like, that's kind of taking it too far. So yeah, it was <laughs> it was definitely very fun. I don't know why, but against Canyons as well, we played them in the qualifiers and played them in a very similar series. It felt like we really have their number if we play against them. Mm-hmm. So for that game, we were really confident we we're gonna win as well. Like, of course. So it was a really fortunate matchup for us, I feel like. But yeah, definitely like at that point after Canyon's win, we hadn't lost a single game throughout mm-hmm. the qualifier and oh, yeah. the upper bracket. So we're definitely living on a high <laughs> before the next day, of course. I'm, I'm just looking at your next day uh, individual game results. And I, I don't know about... Um, you guys but when i when i view rocket league i sort of tend to see each game as its own thing so i i'm not very good at sort of saying oh wow that series had loads of goals right for example mm. but looking at the scores right endpoint vitality 2 1 1 2 5 3 4 3 3 2 okay endpoint dignitas 3 2 2 1 3 1 2 1 4 5 and then 3 1 they are just goal bonanzas do you prefer games that are that chaotic because i can imagine when it's tight the pressure just ramps up. But when there's going to be six goals per game anyway, you can sort of brush off any individual goal a little bit more. Uh, I mean, like, uh, if it's a really high-scoring game, it just happens so fast. Someone scores, and then you don't mm-hmm. even have time to think before someone scores back, for example. Mm. Uh, it's very rare that someone scores, like, three goals and then the other team scores three. It's always, like, one, 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 one. Mm-hmm. So it feels the same, but you just have less time to be like uh, really focused and it just goes by faster I feel like and mm-hmm. you don't really have time to think what might happen if you do mistakes and stuff because if you have a long long game going on like three minutes of no scoring you're really in the zone and thinking like you know how the game feels and you're going with it but like mm-hmm. if it's goals happening every time it's kind of hard to stay in the rhythm I feel like yeah I mean Cole you were saying earlier that the uh, the playstyle of Ver is so... It's very, obviously, um, if there's one error, then it can lead to mm-hmm. a goal the other end. And I remember, whichever cast it was, during, I think, the overtime uh, versus Dignitas, Ver missed a demo in, like, a midfield challenge by... It was, a, it was like, one or two pixels. It was unbelievably <laughs> close. And I think Yukio then went and just scored, like, on the open net at the back. And it made sense, because if Ver got that demo then it was a goal for endpoint. But it shows how much, like, it's just on... It's on a hair that it could go one way or the other. Um, is it then hard to come back from that, Mets, where, like, you get to a point that it came down to it being a miss by less than three pixels, and then you've lost that game? I don't think so. It, that, that I, I feel like, makes it even better going into the next game. You're like, we just conceded because one or two pixels, let's get it mm-hmm. next game. We were dominating or whatever. But, like... I feel like all of those games, I can't remember which one it was, Vitaly or Dingdas, it was like four overtimes or something like that. That guy yeah, four against Dignitas. Yeah. Yeah. So if we just turned one of those overtimes around, we could have swung the series pretty hard. So, yeah, I mean, 
it's kind of easy to say that like afterhand if we just won that overtime but like yeah it definitely feels like mm. if you lose in a close game you feel like it's easier for you to come back to the next game but i mean that was a thing on tsm as well i believe where i saw a table that was put on the subreddit where if every uh overtime went the other way for example this is how it would look and i think tsm finished like fifth or something like because it's just how close those series can become where it's obviously just next goal can change the entire outlook for the the table as a whole um i guess it's, it's one of those things where if it's an overtime you can still take loads of positives away from it because you've scored like i said it's such high scoring games and it must keep you confident that yeah at least we can then score on them in the next game anyway yeah i mean Overtime, you shouldn't really think at it of it like uh, as it it could have been like your game, like especially like after a series, you should never think if we just won that overtime, it could have we could have won or whatever, because like that's just gonna harm you and mm-hmm. you could you're gonna take away from what you could learn from it. Uh, but obviously, there's there were so many like game five overtimes during the season for every team that could have gone either way. We lost, uh, I think, Singularity was game 5 overtime that we lost to. But Singularity mm-hmm. also won, like, four other game 5 overtimes. So mm. their whole season could have been, <laughs> they could have been in relegation if they just lost one or two of those. So, I mean, it's easy to say that after Hans, but, like, yeah, it is what it is. And it's important to be clutching those overtimes. So yeah. props to people that can do that. Well... Overall, here's us having a, a good old chat about Rocket League esports and the events that have been going on. But I think we should throw some praise to Onyx's way, where it would have been so easy for them to have just cancelled the LAN and uh, maybe had regionals and then had a massive quiet period. And I feel like Sionix in the past, that would have happened. Yeah. But the fact that we've had the spring series, um, I think we should just take a second to say thank God to Sionix that that's happening. Massive, yeah. There's also rumours about a couple more events. I've heard WSOE rumoured. Um, mm-hmm. We also have recently heard that they are um, enabling Johnny Boy and Incivic to team up again with $25,000 for EU God. and $25,000 for NA, which is fantastic. So we, we can, Stumpy and I can say how great RLE Sports looks from the outside in till the cows come home. But I'm curious, Mets, are the players and you yourself happy with how Psyonix are treating the eSport at the moment? Uh, well, I'm happy in a sense that it's it's gone to a better direction. I'm not like satisfied mm-hmm. uh, completely. I think what we need more than the actual tournaments is info, and like if we just knew beforehand that there is gonna be a tournament mm-hmm. and they don't just release it one month before the tournament happens, that would be so much more beneficial just than just having the tournaments like like it is now, because everyone's depending on the tournaments happening and if they mm-hmm. don't know that the tournaments are happening it's hard for people to get orgs and like uh, work with people we work with sponsors like everything like that i think the fact that they've got the third party um or that they've allowed a third party in what is ultimately johnny boy <laughs> To host some bloke, um, yeah, just some northern prick, like just to be like, hey, what's up? Can I just give players fifty grand? And they're like, yeah, go ahead, just do it, lol. I I don't think we would have seen that from Psionics a year ago because we've seen them stifle other events where it's been a uh, fifteen thousand dollar tournament. We've seen them be really iffy with 
what's that French one? Zlan or Zlan, whatever it's called, and they the cancelled. thing. Uh, just uh, yeah, like the massive um, mm. like multi-game land thing, and they're like, no, nope, mm-hmm. Rocket League's not a focus. You can't have a massive land there then. And I like the fact that we've got this going on. Um, I think as well, um, we should um, ask you, Mets, how are you doing at the moment? Because everyone, everyone's got their own things that are happening. Everyone is trying to obviously cope as well as pos. Um, obviously, uh, uh, you're playing a lot of the moment as well in tournaments. And you uh, just came off a stream, obviously, to join us for this podcast as well, which is awesome. But how are you doing right now? I mean, I'm pretty good, honestly. I'm in a very happy place, I feel like, yeah, with my mind. Obviously, it's been tough because I be, haven't been seeing pretty much any of my friends for mm. a while now. Barely seeing my family at all. So it's been hard in the sense of when I'm not playing, I, I want to have some free time. I can't really do anything. So that's kind of hard. But like I'm, I feel like it's very easy for me. I like being alone. I like spending time working and like gaming and stuff so mm-hmm. i'm it's not too bad for me i i could imagine it's gonna be uh, a lot worse for a lot of other people so i'm mm-hmm. pretty good good I'm, I'm happy to hear that you're doing well because as far as i remember as well you live in the middle of nowhere right like in yes, like you sir. don't live you don't well, like live well, in a city well I, I didn't used to live in a city but now i live in like a, a smaller city there's like 200 thousand people living here so uh, i don't think it matters too much in my job because i'm just inside anyways uh, <laughs> all day and uh, i pretty much on usually i just go to this one mall area kind of thing that has a gym mm-hmm. a grocery store barber and that's it that's the three shops that are in there and actually one restaurant mm. that's usually the only place i go to it's like 200 meters away from me because <laughs> That's all. Th- all the things I need in life, honestly. So, <laughs> this, this is uh, the two hundred meters that I'm moving is pretty much the all I do, even normally. So it's not too bad. How's the the fitness keeping up? Because I remember you had quite a dramatic um, amount of weight loss when uh, it was across. I think it was mid twenty nineteen. You posted a tweet, um, and you know you you were never fat. I'm being very careful with my words. So you weren't a fat person, but you know you you had a little bit of weight to lose, and you put a lot of effort. I'm looking at the before and after pictures now, <laughs> into losing that. Which first off, as you know, as you look said, beautiful. Congratulations, you do, and you, you still do look Thank beautiful. You. So congratulations on one shedding that weight and two managing to keep it off. That is that is brilliant. Uh, how has what's been going on at the moment affected that? Because you said that you can't access the gym, for example. It can be very tempting to say fuck it, I want a pizza, what else am I going to do with my shit life? So That's I completely get that. Doing. Hey, respect. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that, genuinely. There's nothing wrong with that at all. You know, as you said, everybody has got different requirements for how they're dealing with whatever's going on. And some people have had to sort of like rely on comforts like that, which is fine. But I'm curious, Mets, for you, what is sort of, um, yeah, how, how has that been affecting you, the sort of health side of things? Uh, well, I definitely got turned lazier, but I, what, what I figured in my head that I'm like this season, I would say I'm just going to live a more relaxed life. If I like stress about uh, going to the gym or like exercising every day and stuff like that, I'm just going to mm-hmm. like yeah. lose my mind because, you know, you already started to lose your mind anyways. Yeah. So I've been very laid back in terms of that. I still eat well and eat healthy. 
so that hasn't changed but i just don't Man. go to exercise as much i very uh very much have let off of like hard exercising it's just going for walks mostly and doing very laid back stuff and then whenever gyms are allowed to go in again mm. i'm probably gonna start doing that pretty hard again so i can get back into it have you had any kind of roadmap in um uh finland where they're saying okay by like october we hope to have gyms and stuff open because we recently had a a five-step plan that was released um sort of that sort of <laughs> that was kind of they said you can go outside but you can't if you meet your parents but only one at a time two meters apart but you can't do that unless it's in a park where you can't be there if you know more than three people it's weird rules right now um <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's is there any kind of roadmap so you sort of know roughly when stuff's going to be reopening over there? Uh, well, gyms haven't been even closed, I think. But, like, it's been, like, more more like recommended that you shouldn't go there. Mm-hmm. So I don't really have a, quite the time when I can do stuff. But at, at the start of June, things are going to get a lot looser, at least. Mm-hmm. So okay. I guess I could start even then, but... I'll see how it goes, honestly. Yeah, fuck it, see what happens. Go, go, go with the flow. I'm not too fussed about it, honestly. <laughs> Good man. Um, I've recently had to try and cancel my gym membership because I'm moving very soon. And I, uh, I, I rang them up to try and cancel it today. And they said, sorry, you can't cancel over the phone. You have to email. I'm like, that's great. I like that. But on nowhere on the website did it say you can avoid an awkward phone call by just emailing us to cancel your <laughs> subscription. So I like, I, I sort of, I G'd myself up to like call them. We go on the phone. They go, I hate making calls. And they're just like, oh, sorry, mate. Yeah, you have to do it by email. I'm like, okay, cool. Thank you. Hung up. I'm like, you fucker. Like, why is that not on the website that I can do it without talking to someone? Because um, I probably hope that you then spend at least another month thinking, oh, I'll do it tomorrow now. It's another step. Yeah. And you're not forgetting it and send them 20 more quid. The, yeah. the, I the did it immediately. Bastards. I've been good, good man. with that. I've been good, good with job, that. Good job, honestly. Done. Thanks, man. But it's, yeah, I'm um, and then I need to sign up to another gym where I'm moving to, which I'm excited about because it looks like it's a small place. It looks like very few people go there, but I think they invested in it, so all the equipment looks great. But I'm pretty sure it's just like a place full of old people, so no one's going to the gym. So I'm very excited to get going. Where I used to live, there was a gym that was obviously tiny because where I lived was tiny, but it had all the the fancy schmancy things. Like they gave you these um, like watch things, and to go there you had to get a watch, and you sort of swiped in with that, and you swiped on each machine, each machine, and it automatically tracked like how far you'd ran and how much you've lifted and stuff like that. So it might be like a futuristic cool. Yours was designed for very few. It was really oh cool. God. I loved it. Yeah, there were like screens on every treadmill and all sorts. I used to love. You actually, that. live in the future. Yeah, I, we did. Enough. We lived in a no, we not quite. We lived in a very small bubble of the future, <laughs> surrounded by the past where I lived. Before. <laughs> That's very fair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't think the whole place was like that. I think that town had more clock towers than I've seen anywhere else, like <laughs> anywhere else in England. There, I saw. I think it was about five on the way to the pub or something. It got a Subway uh, like sandwich place, and I couldn't believe my eyes when I saw that open. And I think it's still <laughs> open. I don't know where the customers come from, because there's like seven people there. But it's doing well, so well done to Well, that not Subway. right now, it's not. Well, that's true. You can probably say where it is now, though, right? Because you don't live there anymore. No, but I've still got friends that do. I'll go and dox them. What's their address? <laughs> What's their address? Bleep it. I'm not. Say it, I'm and then remember to it. bleep it. Why do you always test me? Max, he always does this. He tests me with the editing. Like, I swear he'll purposely, like, stumble <laughs> on his words just so I have something to do in edit. No, not this time. Your reign of terror is over. I will have the house that you used to live 
at as an address saved somewhere. I'm, I'm going to post it tweet as a reply that. to the tweet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we always say we promise to post something in a reply to a tweet, and we never do. So I guarantee you I'll post your <laughs> mate's house on the Twitter. <laughs> Speaking of Twitter, we asked people for their questions that they would like to ask you, Mets, um, and we can uh, go through a few of those. So... First question is from GW Tagmata, and what is a memorable moment that people who aren't in the pro scene wouldn't know about? I think it's just my finished mind or whatever, but I can only think of negative things <laughs> <laughs> when it when it is a question like this. <laughs> so maybe if like if it's something positive, I should forget because I don't know it isn't, doesn't matter as much. But if I get like pissed, then I remember it. So uh, there's been some. Okay, good moments are like after parties, but you don't talk about those, you know, because mm-hmm. that's uh, secret information. Probably bad things. Uh, I can remember uh, the first uh, Northern Arena tournament. I think they changed it for the second one because I wasn't there. But like I, the first one was actually horrendous land. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie, but... What was wrong with uh, it? <laughs> well, I fell off the stage because it was too small. There was no space for keyboards and mice and PCs on the stage. The practice PCs had no keyboards and mice, so you <laughs> couldn't log in. The electricity went out on the theater. Uh, I can't remember all the things that were wrong oh there, honestly. God. Makes you appreciate the DreamHacks, though, right? <laughs> yeah, DreamHacks are, are fine yeah. compared to those, I have to say. Oh but I think they fix all those... Uh, Minor flaws uh, for this, <laughs> their second tournament, so I think it's fine. So I can I'm allowed to say that now, but okay. it was uh, quite the memory. So I, I've just learned something there. Is Finland quite cynical? Because like, you said it was your Finnish mind that meant you could only think of the negatives. Finnish people are, like if you watch any CS players or listen to Mongnus, is the most monotone <laughs> voice you've ever heard. So it's like you you automatically. Or like depressed if you're finished or something. I don't, I'm not <laughs> quite sure. So, yeah. I remember after the first season of the Gfinity Elite series, we were at um, we were at sort of like a club or a bar with Data from Sweden, and he was explaining to us that in Sweden, if you're watching TV with your family, and you know the classic thing of like, oh, a sex scene's coming on, where do I look? Because they're having sex in the telly, and I'm next to my grandma, <laughs> right? He was saying that that's bad enough, but in Sweden, it's worse when a male cries. Because an outpouring of emotion is seen as just the weirdest thing. Like, we don't talk about that. We don't do that. Is is Finland the same? Yes, we're much the same. Uh, I mean, there's some crying when you're drunk. When Finnish people are drunk, they're like normal humans. Mm-hmm. But like, if, if they're sober, <laughs> That's a good quote they're like the completely shocked. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Cool. Alright, let's move on. Um, what does your personal RL training routine look like from Renegade1911? Well, uh, I feel like it's different on on-season, off-season. Off-season, I pretty much uh, play uh, ranked or free play or whatever when I stream. So that's like three hours from 1pm or whatever to 4pm my time. And then... I make dinner and do all that. Then in the evening you have the scrims, <clears> which is mo- most RLCS teams, I think at least do two scrims per day. So I have 
every time I come on one hour at least before the screen starts. So I warm up in free play or whatever for one hour, then have screams. They can be back to back, so it's just two hours. Or if they're not, I I'll play the one hour in between or whatever, and then mm-hmm. I take a break after screams and do something RL and chill for a little bit, and then in the evening usually I do whatever I feel like. So that's maybe playing Rocket League, maybe playing another game, just playing w- with someone usually, just enjoying my time playing more laid back. What else are you playing at the moment? At the moment, pretty much, uh, I don't really play <laughs> that many games. Maybe Valorant is what I play. I played a little bit of CS. Mm. I, I used to play more, but now that Valorant came out, most people just play CS or Valorant mm. or my oil friends and stuff. So I'm awful in CS at the moment, so I hate playing it. So <laughs> I've been sticking to Valorant mostly outside of Rock League. All right. Um, next question is from uh, LOR Eclipse. What's it like being oh, coached no. by subpar legend himself, Eclipse? Horrendous, unfortunately. <laughs> he's not even been on the subpar podcast, mate. Don't listen yeah. to him. Yeah, he's a fucking nobody. Yeah, absolutely. He's a Get child. out of here, honestly. Yeah, I can't believe he actually got his question on stream. That's a highlight for him. <laughs> can't believe him. The audacity. What are your hopes for the rest of the year? Can NDP make top two in RCS next season from Boy Legend? I don't really have expectations yet because we just formed and there's a lot of spicy stuff happening in EU so we don't even know the rosters and everything so I can't really expect anything I'm just expecting to have a team where I can uh, enjoy playing in and actually improve so only the sky is limit so we'll have to see later on what the expectations are I usually don't like setting expectations anyways because that's just are gonna pretty much harm you. You mm-hmm. can set goals, but expectations is not that great for you, I feel like. Agreed. Agreed. Um, next question from MBSRL. How do you, as a pro, feel about all the fan speculation on roster moves? Does hearing that people think one may be kicked have an impact on one's mentality towards the current team or the game as a whole? That question is worded really well. I love his use of, <laughs> I love his use of one. Good. Well done, MBSRL. Great question. Uh, I feel like it doesn't affect them that much if you hear like rumors and stuff. Because usually what affects them is their own team and what happens in that. And they have already have enough problems in their team or whatever if there is rumors about them. So if a, peop- uh, a guy is getting kicked or whatever, they will know about it. Even if they haven't been told mm-hmm. that they're getting kicked they will know about it before the rumors spread. Or like, if they're not mm. actually done, mm. you can see it from how people act. And What about if somebody's not getting kicked though? And like, say there was a rumor going around that you, were gonna be, you weren't going to be staying on with Endpoint after, the, um, uh, after Fusion or whatever. Would that affect your mentality at all? Um, I don't know. I usually try to get really straight with people and I try to be honest with teams so that this would never happen. I don't think this happened ever to me in my career, so it's hard to say. So I try to be completely honest and straightforward with people when it comes to things like this. And most teams start to do this these days, which is very good for everyone. How do you change your play style if a team counters Virtuoso's constant demos? 
from HMS two seven four seven. What a name! <laughs> good name. <laughs> um, that's a good question because we've only played for a couple of weeks. We haven't really gone through much. We haven't really watched in a real place yet. We've been kind of going with the flow and like uh, seeing how we match naturally. So we haven't really gone through that. I'd imagine it's going to be more like going into a normal rotation and then having less demos. But it's it's like, not like you can completely counter a demo playstyle. You can dodge them if you're good, but even then you're going to have to jump and spin around like a mad lad to dodge them. So I don't feel like there's a complete counter to demos. Um. What is the true origin of the propeller hat from Tahan RL? <laughs> well, the true origin is that I got it from a festival 2015, I think, uh, in Finland. Not quite sure why I bought it, but it was funny. and I bought it and then I can't remember to save my life why, is, why I wore it on stream. Probably because I had a bad hair day and all my other <laughs> hats are ugly. So I I figure that's why that's where it comes from. <laughs> Not too exciting, I'm gonna lie. Is that hat in Rocket League? It does is there a propeller hat mm. for your car? Yeah, I don't even yes, know. there is. But it doesn't okay. have the, it doesn't have the visor, so it's not quite ah. the same, but almost. <laughs> Yours the same. is an upgrade, exactly. It's like a worse version of your yeah. RL one. Yeah. Okay, big question. <clears throat> What was it like at Landon when the crowd started the Metsonorus chants from Jablax Gargle? Jab, Jablax <laughs> I hated typing that name so much. Jablax <laughs> Gargle. Would like to know what it was like in Landon when the crowd started chanting your name. I mean, everything that happens, you're living such a on a high when you after a win, like that moment was, like straight after a win, your <laughs> adrenaline is rushing and then it all gets released when you win and you're so just pleased. I don't know, like you're just satisfied when you win and then people started chanting. And it's like, it just made the moment feel extra special. And it's definitely once in a lifetime moment for me that I can like look back on my career and be proud of what I've done. You're showing a bit too much emotion here. I don't think you're actually finished. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're drunk. I, I actually don't think I am finished at heart. There might be something wrong with me. And, yeah, like lie. I said, you might be drunk. Just always. Just, just oh, for this, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's I was not wondering. Yeah. The thing is, the, the Metsonorus chant was like, it's still one of my favorite ones that's ever happened. Like, it was every single person in there on the met with the metal floor as well that everybody mm. was stamping on. Clapping at the same time, the camera angles, the fact that Leaf just let it go as well. I was like, yes. Oh, Leaf was quality as well. Let this like, happen. Yeah. And it was just going around the arena. That was one of my favorite parts of London as well. I can't imagine how it was in the middle. I remember seeing you Mets in the casino after season five and you, you'd, you'd had a couple of drinks, so you're a little bit more emotional. Oh, and you just seemed shell-shocked by the entire thing. I don't know if you remember this at all, but you were just saying like, I'm just me. Why are they doing that for me? <laughs> like, you, like, you know when you're drunk and you keep repeating yourself? That's like, you just kept saying that over and over again. Um, I, I think it was like a measure of how humble you are as a person, really, that at that point you were, um, you know, sort of one of the best sort of five, six players in the world without debate. And hopefully now you're moved to endpoint, it's going to take you back up to, to that level. 
But even then, you still couldn't quite comprehend why people were were chanting for you. And we were trying to explain it's because you're bloody Metzalorus and you're bloody good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember that actually. You Oof. do. <laughs> you were you were very drunk. <laughs> yeah, we were. All I had very a couple drunk. drinks. That's for sure. Yeah, that's fair. We were we were all quite very drunk. So I remember walking back to for some reason that Airbnb was a church. And so we ended oh, up yeah. walking back to our church that we were sleeping in <laughs> at, I think, seven in the morning. And it was, I remember Cole stopped to look at a bird for about- The massive bird! The massive the bird. Fuck bird! What bird was it? It was, it was, like, it was like a vulture, Max, honestly. Yeah, I think <laughs> it was gigantic. And it, it wasn't just sort of sat there innocently. It looked angry. It had its arms sort of puffed He's out. He's not you stopped know what speaking I mean? about <laughs> like this fucking start. bird since Probably London. Probably just, just a duck. It was massive. I'll have to find the pictures. They'll, they're there somewhere. <laughs> it's not it was just a huge. duck. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it, it looked like a condor, which is like just, it's got like a two meter windspan. I've no idea if they're in the UK, but it's London, so fucking anything can happen. Someone just might have a... A, a condor yeah, menagerie but yeah <laughs> they're huge um what is your perfect sunday from at joe toys uh, that's a good question honestly uh i really like what i do every day so my perfect sunday would be my perfect every day which is hmm. just living the normal life uh I don't know what I would do in the morning, maybe go to the gym so I'd feel refreshed for the day. And then uh, I do something probably optimally with my oil friends or with my girlfriend or something during the day. Then in the evening, I do screams, have a great bunch of screams, feel great about them. Don't lose a single game, just owning everyone. <laughs> I love this. And screams then... are part of your perfect Sunday. <laughs> That's so nice. I'm telling you, I love playing the game. I love screaming and throwing. And then in the evening, I don't know, I hang out with my friends again or something uh, or play video games. Yeah. Oh, that does sound nice. Win some scrims against your friends, win some scrims <laughs> against your girlfriend. Yeah. Just Go to the gym, win some scrims against some guy on steroids. <laughs> what, gym scrims? Yeah, gym scrims. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, big time gym scrims. <laughs> uh, the, the Elf 28 would like to know who you think is the best Rocket League personality personality so that that means like streamers and youtubers and uh, yeah yes yeah i guess ca- oh, casters as well i suppose okay okay uh jazer is my finnish boy absolutely finnish love boy. the guy he's very humble he's such a nice guy in real life as well very down to earth he's achieved big things because mm-hmm. he's a really hard worker have huge respect for that guy honestly I have a that's, that's story about Jazer along that humble line. So I didn't realize he would be because when I went to DreamHack, Leip- Dreamhack Leipzig, um, there was a uh, a bar called Enchiladas that served loads of cocktails and like really cool drinks and whatever. And they did um, a load of food. And we'd meet up there like after every one of the days and like get the back room and it'd just be full of Rocket League people. It's the most I've ever mm-hmm. spoken to Devo because he was getting drunk there as well <laughs> and he was getting really chatty and it was lovely. Um, and I walked in and it was like some community people that, um, so it was like um, Tadpole um, and uh, like sort of that kind of, um, at the time, the RLRS players, RLRS, RLRS players, friends, community, etc. In amongst all of it, it was just Jaser sitting down, just having some drinks with everybody, just having a chat. And I was like, oh, you're right. And he was yeah, not bad. How are you? Like, yeah, not bad. And it was, I was like, but you're Jaser. Like, and you're just <laughs> like, 
a really nice community little fun bar trip. I thought it was it was very good to see. It was um he he did seem very very genuine there as well. It was lovely. Yeah, every time I met him in uh, in real life, he's such a such a great person to be around. Honestly, hmm. huge huge respect to him. Oh, lovely. Um, final question from Twitter before we get onto a weird thing we're gonna do. Um, from <laughs> AVR Xenfen. Change your name. It's free on change Twitter. Your name. Yeah, you and Jablak's gargle. Change your names. Um, are you missing the time spent with the with Method and their original squad? Mm, I'm not like missing the times in in a sense because I still can talk to them every day. Mm-hmm. I can still hang around with them. I do miss the glory days, of course, because we did really well in tournaments and stuff. But like everyone moves on in life, things if things don't go forward, I feel like they go backwards, you know. Mm-hmm. So so I'm not missing it in the, missing that time in a sense. But it was a great time. I. Definitely remember it with the uh, warm heart. Lovely. I, lo- I love that that squad, obviously. There was, I think it was sometime last year, um, or earlier on this year, I think it's in the last year, where I think I saw it on like Magnus's Instagram, where you, um, a lot, and him were just meeting up and like having a trip together and just having like, I think it was like a long weekend, just hanging out with the boys. And I was like, oh. God, that is just <laughs> lovely. Uh, I was, oh, it was just so sweet. Yeah, it was uh, Magnus's graduation party, and then me and Linus traveled there and uh, had a had a blast that weekend. That's for sure. Oh my! <laughs> God. Oh, there's stories from that. No stories. <laughs> I love the podcast. Respect. Okay, I like it. Um. Okay, so those are all of our Twitter questions. Thank you, everybody, for submitting questions on Twitter. Um, keep an eye, if you want to ask a question in the future, on NHD on Twitter, because we always tweet out a day or two before when we get a guest on. If you want to ask him anything, so make sure you... Um, Unless we forget. Twitter, listen. Unless and we then, forget, And then yeah. we do it like an hour before. But, you yeah. know, at some point before. <laughs> at some point, yeah. Keep an eye. Just have it like a set up with alerts or whatever. We've got... An odd thing to go into because an odd thing happened because of last week's podcast. I'm intrigued about because I don't know about this either. This is something that you've cooked up, <laughs> and it's it's like a game of me and Mets, right? As yeah, far as I'm aware, that's all I know as well. So basically, for context, Mets, I can see for our podcast all of the stats that come through for anybody who listens on Spotify and iTunes and like Google and whatever. I can see all of the stats for it, including what people listen on, so Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. Down to what device they use to listen to it on. <laughs> Some people, I found out, listen to this podcast on their Apple Watch. Like, not, not linked to their headphones or anything. Or it might be, I don't know. But their Apple Watch. They play it on there, not through their phone or anything. Which I thought was mental. I don't know why you'd ever do that, okay? <laughs> um, and I also <laughs> picked out a name, a place in Ohio called Norwood which had seven listeners. So seven people in Norwood, Ohio, which looked to be sort of like a mid-sized town city thing in America. Seven people there just having a good time listening to the podcast. And I thought, you know what? <laughs> we'll mention that. A guy then on Twitter called at ExoticVT tweeted a video of himself listening to me <laughs> say that from his Apple Watch. <laughs> and then he asked his Google Home how far away he was from Norwood, Ohio. 
and he was a seven-minute drive away. So he was both an Apple Watch person and a Norwood, Ohio person in one. And that blew my fucking mind that either of those overlap. And I have got, Cole and Metsnorris, a little game for you. Because this week, our weird place where people are listening from is Etobicoke, Ontario. Yeah, just a little place. Do you want to know some facts about Etobicoke, Ontario? Yeah, bring tell it. Me all. Yeah, yeah, do you want to know a couple on. of facts? Because I want you guys to then yeah, tell me um, things about it. So, it's got a population, uh, has um, Etobicoke, Ontario, of 365,000 people. And it boasts one of three best golf courses in Canada, according to a 2007 vote on the Canadian Golf Course Directory. Ooh, it's a real holiday destination. If you like golf in 2007. Yeah. Uh, be shit now. Have I sold it to you so far? Nope. Do you play golf, Okay. <laughs> I play disc golf. Do you guys uh, have that in... I played game? ultimate at uni. Never done disc golf, but I have played ultimate frisbee and I loved it. So I, I would happily play. You that. can see Cole's uh, big virgin frisbee above him there. Yeah, you actually can. <laughs> put it behind me when I stream. That's fair enough. Honestly, disc golf is like the ultimate... Uh, a game without running, so <laughs> you, you can just get focus on the throwing part. No, the running's the best bit. I'm a runner. Yeah, I sprint away I and I catch. Well. I don't throw. But the problem is, you need to have a good group of uh, people to play uh, ultimately. That's true. But frisbee golf, you can do with uh, however many people you want. You can do it in the house as well. Just aim at the bin or whatever. The one way, but don't they don't use actual frisbees, do they? Right? It's like little sort of like flat rubber discs, or is it actual frisbees? Yeah, they're like. I mean. They're not called frisbees, I think. They're like they're discs, but yeah. like uh, obviously they work the same way. They're just way better. It's so much more fun to throw a disc that flies like a <laughs> fucking bird for like two <laughs> two hundred meters or something. It's amazing, honestly. Flies like the bird I saw in London after season <laughs> the five. Massive it was condor. fucking massive. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. It was huge. It must have right. been yeah, a condor. Those, those discs, they're massive, honestly. Amazing. Uh, it might have been a disc hole that was like propped up on like an antenna. It may never maybe, have been maybe. a bird after all. I don't know if that would make me feel overjoyed or really <laughs> disappointed that my whole life is a lie. Never <laughs> know. Um, I want to play a game with both of you guys yes. um, about Etobicoke, Ontario. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you two that, truths. That sounds like Finnish, by the way. Etobicoke. Etobicoke. It sounds like it means like Coca Cola over there or something. <laughs> Do you want a <laughs> bottle of uh, Etobicoke? I'll <laughs> yeah. get it from the Ontario. Um, <laughs> I'm going to tell you two truths and one lie about Etobicoke, Ontario. And okay. you have to tell me which one is the lie. So, the first fact, wink, is Etobicoke, Ontario, had the 14th highest number of bow and arrow related offences in Canada in 2009. Okay. Okay. So just yep. keep that in mind. <laughs> don't shake your head. This yeah, is a I'm, fun game. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna forget by the time you're at. The <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna unhighlight. If you're on the document, I'll unhighlight. So there we go. Look, now you can right, see that okay. one. So I had the 14th right. highest number of bow and arrow related offences in Canada in 2009. Okay. Right. Okay. The next one. 1.1% of the population of Etobicoke, Ontario, is Aboriginal. So they're, they're, they're an Aboriginal people, and the, it takes up 1.1% of their population. There you go. 
It's been unhighlighted. That's like Australian Aboriginal, right? Like it's, I think it's from Australia. What I read, wink, said Aboriginal. That's the only word I was given. Okay. I don't know if if I win if I win this, I'm honestly gonna (laughs) throw in the lottery today. (laughs) Right, the third one might make it obvious because my third fact about Etobicoke, Ontario, is one of the main sports played in Etobicoke, Ontario, is ringette, a variation of ice hockey that does not allow intentional body contact and boasts 700 male competitors. What, in one match? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not in Jesus one Christ. match. Jesus Christ, that's a big old game of ringette, isn't it? Yeah, big old ringette. <laughs> so it's non-contact ice hockey that uh, does not allow in- intentional body contact and boasts 700 male competitors. And I can confirm, um, wink, that that is in the league um, uh, of, the, like, of like all the registered people, probably. Okay. Are we um are we are we answering for ourselves or are we th- able to confer? I think you can confer. Have a little chat about Etobicoke, Ontario. What what you what are you thinking? Alright, I'm not revealing my secrets here. I'm not going to. So <laughs> we just said we're a team. Jesus no. Christ, man! <laughs> no, I'm me. about to win this. I'm about to win <laughs> oh this. Oh my God, you're sorry. If, sorry if this isn't leading to your perfect Sunday. Let's <laughs> bloody win. He wants All to right, win fine, the Etobicoke scrims. We'll, we'll, we'll go individual. <laughs> Screw him. Well, I'll tell you what. I will ask both of you which one, and I want your thinking. I want you to tell me why you think it's the answer that you've given. So, Metza, I'll start with you, mate. Uh, which one do you think is a lie? Um, uh, I think it's the second one. Okay, what's the second one again? If you could read it for the one point one percent of the population of Etobicoke, Ontario, <laughs> is ab- Aboriginal. Okay, why do you think that? No, uh, I'll let Cole go first uh, on uh, his <laughs> response. Then, then I'll tell <laughs> oh why. Oh my then god! I'll tell why. Okay, Cole, what All do you right, reckon, mate? Bloody hell! Well, I mean, I, I was sort of thinking that one, but I'll switch it up to make it interesting. Yeah, yeah, I was sort of thinking <laughs> that one for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um. I think that I think I think I think that the ringette one is true. That sounds very Canadian to have a less aggressive version of ice hockey. Okay. Because ice hockey is just too much and okay. they you know, have to apologize, etc. Have you seen the Canadian? So I'm gonna go with the fake one. Mental. Yeah, they're actually mental, in all seriousness. I'm gonna go I'm gonna say that one's real. I think the fake one is that Etobicoke, Ontario had the fourteenth <laughs> highest number of bow and arrow related offences in Canada in two thousand and nine. Because I think what you've done is taken a real statistic, mm-hmm. it's actually the thirteenth, and changed one number Interesting. to a tactical line. Interesting. Rather than think of something sort of off the top of the head. Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing about my fact. Okay. So but you guys the think the percentage was different on the second one. What percent do you reckon it is? Yeah, next? you think I fluffed it? Uh, two point two. That's a straight half. Uh, Get rid of half. Uh, uh, I'm going to say that Etobicoke had the thirteenth highest number instead of the fourteenth highest, which is what you said. Um, I can tell you one of the true ones is that one of the main sports played yes, in Etobicoke, Ontario, yeah. is ringette. Um, they All had right, like both sure of that one. Yeah, that yeah. one you guys locked it in. I went to the ringette website. And there was, I think, 2,200 female competitors and, like, 700 males. Because they're like, by the way, men can play it too. It's basically the, um, yeah, like, the light version of hockey. 
Do I can tell you, I played Ringet, and it's a very, have you? very much a sport in fin- Finland as I well. I guess it's like tag wow. rugby we have in England, where obviously um, rugby is sort of charging at each other and cracking each other's legs. But in tag rugby, you have to sort of take a little, you have like ribbons behind you that you sort of tuck into your pants or into your <laughs> yeah. shorts. And if you grab their ribbon, then they're out. So we, we have the equivalent thing here for sort of more aggressive mm. sports of the, the softer <clears throat> version. Um, the other true one is... Nice. One point one percent of the population of Etobicoke, Ontario, yeah! oh, is Aboriginal. I cannot believe it. You could have teamed with me, oh. mate. You could have had this victory. Oh no! You would have said the same thing. You just confirmed it yourself. <laughs> if I didn't say that, yeah, you'd have dragged me down with you. Sure, I'll <laughs> so I would have lost either way. <laughs> Uh, the bow and arrow one is completely made up. It's not anywhere on any amount. I imagine it's like somewhere on the bow and arrow related defences in Canada, but I didn't even Google it. I've just made that one up fully. So that is the lie. Uh, you have a great imagination. Thank you. So, cool, cool. I reckon we can make yeah. this into a into a feature as we go along. Colby guests with our guests. I'll look at a weird place that's in our viewership. And I will pick uh, three facts, and we'll see um, how many of the guests can get versus Cool Cole on random facts okay. in these places. Mets, congratulations for being the first competitor of... First loser. That's a weird place. Oh, I can't believe I've lost, honestly. <laughs> terrible Sunday. Terrible. Honestly, <laughs> terrible. This Thursday is the I worst Sunday I worked so hard for had. this as well. I did everything I could to make this the work. The logic was good. We both had the same reasoning. I just got 50% lucky, chance. <laughs> No lottery today. We no. both saw Ringette for what it was, and then it was yeah. down to the other two. So we'll give ourselves that little win. I'm amazed though. that you played Ringette. That shocked me. I'd never heard of it. The pictures just looked like hockey. I had to, I had to go to like mean, three Wikipedia pages to see the difference. It's just, it's just easier hockey, you know? There's a stick. Instead of having a stick where there's like the... In the end, it's a curve, you know? Mm. It's, mm-hmm. it's a complete, like, yeah, that was straight it. stick. And then oh. you put it in front of the puck, or inside the puck. So the puck has a. Oh, and you bigger. fling it. The puck is bigger, and then it's just a ring. So right. you can you put your stick in inside it, and then you dribble it. So it's way easier, you know. That's ice hockey for noobs. The the wiki page said that it had a stick with a plastic end, but it never explained why the fuck it had that. It just said it has this, but that makes a lot of sense now that you can put it inside the ring instead of the puck. I like it. Edit the wiki. I might need to, because genuinely Stop it confused me. I had to go to the Ring Out fucking <laughs> website to find out why it was different. Um, yeah, do that. Metzenorus, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Subpar Poddy Scene, mate. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah, and, and best of luck going forward as well. With um, If you stick with um, Endpoint, of course, or no matter where you end up going, we will be supporting mm-hmm. you all of the way. Um, is there anything you'd like to say to um, anybody or like where you stream as well? Because I know that you're going to be doing that a little bit more often too. Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram. Instagram needs more followers. Uh, Twitch with the same name, Metanoris. Uh, and uh, yeah, shout out to everyone, all the haters that called me a boomer. <laughs> you guys make me work harder every day. Wait till you're my age, mate. God, yeah. How old are you, Met? 21. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, <laughs> God. There's people on Twitter and Reddit calling me a boomer uh, when Endpoint uh, played with Mitchell's. So those are the guys that drive uh, drive me forward every day. Good. Fuck them. <laughs> I, I hate them all. <laughs> um, all right. Um, everybody, thank you for listening to this episode. 
Um, like we said earlier, you can listen on Spotify, on iTunes, and other like random places. Um, the YouTube channel for these episodes, it is now live. I just need to um, <gasps> upload all of the episodes onto there that we have missed so far. So I think there's two that I still need to do. But I need to render them as well, and they render to like big sizes at the moment for some reason. Um, but yeah, keep it on the description because I will be putting the channel in there. Otherwise, we'll see you in episode 43, I think, is the next one. I've lost count. It's all the same, isn't it, mate? Jesus. All right, it's in a bit, team. Fucking bye. Hey. See ya.